Hello, and welcome back to It's Symbolic, where we specialize in the niche. I'm Jacob Savage. I'm Ben. Wait a second. (laughs) I thought I'd normally go third. Okay, we're doing this now. (laughs) So, in case you haven't noticed, Mira is on vacation this week. Somehow we let that happen. So, we have a special guest on. I'm Mira 2.0. Holy (laughs) shit. They're, model. They're, they're like twins. <laughs> God, it's it's kind of scary, honestly. I, I know. Do, do you have a different designation, Mirror 2.0? Yeah, that's kind of a mouthful. Uh, some call me Matthew, and some also refer to me as Jacob's brother. But besides that, not really. I don't know, I'm not really feeling that either. You got anything uh, else? <laughs> um, nepotism at work. Come on. What about Johansson? I like Johansson. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Okay, I can roll with Johansson. That's so good. Also, if you notice any difference in recording quality, we are actually recording in person this time. Remember this one? We're doing it live. (laughs) Remember that one? Oh, oh dear. (laughs) Live from New York. Oh, Jesus. That's a different thing. Jesus. I was going for Bill O'Reilly. Sorry. Jesus. You probably don't know who Bill O'Reilly is. No comment. <laughs> you, you can see that they brought me onto this show for my vast knowledge of pop culture. <laughs> Actually, we brought him on the show because he was willing to drive me to Ben's apartment. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> this is a form of payment. But it reminds me, a form of payment... You know what's a form of penance? That's... That's kind of a stretch. Right? Uh, <laughs> that was a very Okay, very fine, 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 fine. You do the lead in. No, you do the lead in. Fuck you. Fuck you. Not what fuck you. Takeshi's challenge? Beato Takeshi-san. Takeshi-san. I did it. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Go on. Am I supposed to do this one because it's a game? You He's told looking me at you me. You did the research. Well, yeah, that's true. I just figured you had a lot to <laughs> say about this too. I, I could make up facts about Takeshi's Challenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Takeshi's <laughs> Challenge was a game released for the 3DS of 1986. Hmm. Um, <laughs> do not listen to him. He Anyways, y'all know a fellow by the name of Takeshi Kitano. I do. I'm vaguely aware of his existence. You've heard that name before. I have. Okay, that counts for something. Where have you heard it? Uh, there was a video on our very topic today made by a YouTuber in 2014. Oh, never mind. We don't talk about neo-Nazis on our show. Delete that part, actually. (laughs) Let's just cut all of that. (laughs) Anyway. Do you like the part where I didn't say his name? Anyway. (laughs) That that we would have to censor. (laughs) Mm. Anyway. Anyways, so. so you might know him as a comedian, you might know him as an actor, you might know him as a director, a TV personality, a writer, an artist. He's a man of many talents. You may know him as a lover. Holy shit. Well, <laughs> hopefully only one person. I don't know his life. That's so true. We can't... This We we do not claim to be a source on Beat Takeshi g- Gossip. So, um, anyways... So, he pretty much got his start on the Japanese comedy circuit as part of a manzai duo. Uh, and from there, he gained some level of, I, I was going to say notoriety, but I don't think comedians necessarily gain notoriety. Maybe in the other sense of the term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, he, he really carved a name for himself uh, in, you know, the comedy route 
with you know he, he's he was very quick witted and he was the kind who you know he would go there for a joke, <laughs> you know, he would go there. He would go there, and um, I feel like most people outside of Japan don't really think of him as a comedian though. I think people in the West generally associate him as like a pretty serious actor and like mostly yakuza um, films and stuff like that. Yeah, it depends partially. I actually found two sources that Western audiences are likely to know him from. Mm-hmm. First being his game show, Takeshi's Challenge. Takeshi's Castle. Er- (laughs) 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 Shit. The first being his game show, Takeshi's Castle, aired as is in English-speaking Europe, and redubbed and released as MXC in the US. It's quite a trip. It's nowhere near the original. (laughs) It's not like the original at all. (laughs) And the original is very much the stereotypical Japanese game show in a sense. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's probably one of the most defining ones. The other, and possibly more well-known of these sources, is the film version of Battle Royale, wherein he played the role of the teacher. Which, I believe that was mostly chosen due to his reputation among comedy circles. Given that, I don't know, it's a bit lost in translation, but his big scenes are mostly actually parodies of standard Japanese school life. <laughs> right. Also, he's just a scary looking dude. Like, he's a, for being a comedian, he looks so stern, like, all the time. I think I might have heard at some point that was, like, a result of some sort of accident or something, but I'm not, I don't have any corroborating information oh. there. Okay. But, yeah, anyways. That's probably what Western audiences know him best for. And I would say that those sort of represent the two different sides of Beat Takeshi. You have the actor, Beat Takeshi, and you have the comedian, Beat Takeshi. And Takeshi's challenge is probably... It probably leans more towards the latter. Well, very much towards the latter, actually. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, as a bit of background, um, I believe originally it was Taito who had approached Beat Takeshi, maybe it was the other way around, but it was originally they were in talks for an adaptation, uh, an adaptation game. So it was probably, I believe, an adaptation of Takeshi's Castle, which did actually come out later as a power pad game. Which oh, is, wow. yeah. That's how you know it's good. I know, tell me about it. So there was actually two, vaguely two Takeshi Castle games. There was one that was, like, strictly, it was called Takeshi's Castle, and it was a power pad game. And, you know, it's like you do the physical challenges or whatever. And actually, you know, considering the sort of, like, similar game show games we got in the West with, like, the, like, Double Dare game or stuff like that, those are awful. And this, while it doesn't seem good, it at least seems more accurate to the source material. Wow, why aren't we talking about that? The Double Dare game? No, the Takeshi's, Shel- Takeshi's <laughs> Castle game. <laughs> tr- For those of you keeping track at home of how many times Jacob has confused the two, that Jeez. makes two now. <laughs> I was going to edit the first you one can, out, but you now can see, I can't. You can see the count at all times at <laughs> the bottom right of your screen. <laughs> That's a clock, <laughs> silly. <laughs> C words confound me. 
Anyways, where the fuck was I? Oh yeah, and the second adaptation, it was much looser, and it was actually like a board game that was just themed around Takeshi's Castle. So it was just sort of like this, like feudal J- Japan period themed strategy board game, and also beat Takeshi was there, just like how he was <laughs> in Takeshi's Castle. But in this process, he also had the idea of an original game starring and designed by not starring, actually, just designed by <laughs> Beat Takeshi. <laughs> I'm going to be very surprised if it turns out that we had actually you, been playing as Beat Takeshi the whole time. You are Beat Takeshi the whole time. God, what a twist. There's a, a couple things go wrong for him, so that would be kind of an interesting thing to put himself through via this video game. <laughs> well, we already established he would go there for yes. the joke. God, yeah. It's a unique form of masochism. Anyway, so he went to... He, he was in talks with Taita, who... Originally, you know, they were sort of the the forerunners of the quote unquote invader boom during Japan, you know, during the early mid '80s, because you know, Space Invaders was their property, and they were also known for other things like Arkanoid and on the Famicom Bubble Bobble and other stuff like that. They were a pretty big name, and so when they were in talks about this adaptation, they also beat Takeshi said he wanted to design an original game as well, and so. There are a number of stories about how actually this design process went. I've heard it a few ways. Uh, what yeah. Kaido says is that uh, they would go to a bar and discuss the design of the game there, and Beat Takeshi would just get totally hammered and keep <laughs> spilling out ideas even as he got more and more drunk. I, I, I'd believe it. Oh, absolutely, yes. I'd believe it. But um, Beat Takeshi himself says that they just discussed it over at, at a cafe in like the middle of the day or something. So, I, I wouldn't put it past Beat Takeshi to be day drinking, though. <laughs> you know, that's also true. And there will be a trend of sort of all sorts of like weird rumors and, you know, talk back and forth about how the game works. Um, but where to begin with this, with the game itself, huh? I mean, actually, for I should give starters. If I can go back a bit, this fits into a semi obscure subset of games called talent games. Because while you have a. Uh, sort of, you could call a counterpart to it, character games, where it's like licensed games themed around a, like an anime character or a manga character or something. Then you have talent games, which are games that aren't necessarily an adaptation of something, but they are games around a person. One of the earliest examples that I found was this Namco arcade game that was called uh, Teddy Boy Blues, where it was literally, uh, it was a game... I was just based around this one popular song hmm. from, like, the mid-80s. The, the content of the game doesn't have anything to do with the song. It's just on the attract mode screen. They have a version of the singer uh, performing it, and it, the song is always the BGM. And, then like, one of the bonus games has you playing as the singer as she, like, searches for treasure or something. Huh. Huh. So I, I think the... Correct me if I'm wrong. Probably the best... American example of this sort of thing would probably be, like, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That's a pretty good example, yeah. It's not something that's not specifically based off of a property, but it's just a person being put into a game, and it's their game, and, you know. But you so, don't really see as much after the mid-80s, yeah. 90s. I, I think especially because licensed games and games with people's names attached to them got a reputation, which I would say this can help contribute. So, oh. uh, so let's say there isn't... There was a precedent for this sort of thing in the past, but it wasn't necessarily... There haven't necessarily been a lot of them at this point. This Beat Takeshi is still sort of, you know, pushing limits with this one. Anyways, going back. How, where do we start with this game, Jacob? It was 
marketed, I believe, as a game made by a person that hates video games. Was it marketed that way? I believe so, yes. Wow. She was Taito just let this guy do whatever. I, mean, I guess he's fucking beat Takeshi too. Just like you do, you man. Yeah. I don't know. Is this where we make the obligatory David Cage joke? Or <laughs> uh, he's he is a talent, all right. <laughs> I mean, made by a man that hates video games. <laughs> you know what? That's actually true. Holy yeah. shit! You could just put that on the box. <laughs> <laughs> just re-release Heavy Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Cage's challenge. <laughs> Made by a person that hates video games, but loves yelling out children's names. <laughs> Anyways, about the game itself. Should, you, should we just run through how the game plays when you boot it up and what you're faced with? Oh, sure. Because I will, I will say, we, we're, we're all here together live, partially for the reason that we can all play the game together. It's actually very accessible, and yeah. I have a version on Wii Virtual Console that we all played together. Now, I will just point out now, play is a very strong word for what we did to okay. this game. <laughs> yes, that's very true. So, Jacob, you want to talk about some of our process? Oh, well, when you start the game, you're given the option to just go right into it, or go over to the password point, where if you enter a bad password, or if you simply choose the option to do so, the old man running the password area kills you, you and you get a game over. You get a game over before you start the game, which is sort of like... I think that really sets the tone, huh? Yeah. But, you know, you start and it begins with you being told that you're a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Which, I play video games for escapism. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I don't think you're a disappointment, Jacob. Thank you. Well, <laughs> wait, so mostly what you do at this point is just wander around the city you really don't have... There's no clear goal, really. Yeah, you can shout at people if you want. Would you say it's a life sim? Maybe if your life really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, almost, if you don't know what you're doing, pretty much every time you start wandering around, you're just going to get beaten up by Yakuza and policemen until you die. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of like a playable midlife crisis. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially for, like, the Japanese salaryman lifestyle. Oh, of course. It's, just, it's it's a very cynical take on it. Hey, yeah, I'd say after about 30 minutes of dicking around, I just pulled up a walkthrough. Yeah, no, you really can't get anywhere. There's a lot of stuff where you can... Like, you know, there's a bunch of places you can go to and you're like, haha, that's cute, cause, but none of it's really of any consequence. You can, like... Everything just seems really arbitrary. Like, you can go to the culture center and learn a bunch of skills and... You know, you'll choose it off the menu and sign up, and then nothing happens, and you're like, well, okay, I guess. Or, you know, you, like, go to the bar, and you order drinks, and nothing happens, and you're like, well, okay, I guess. Or you can play Pachinko. Or and you get the only other music track in the game besides the main one. Yeah, the throughout the entirety of the game, there's one single... How long would you say? 10-second loop? 15-second loop? I, th I think it did actually crest about 12 seconds or so. Okay, the 12-second loop that plays throughout the entire game. Except for the pachinko parlor. <laughs> and a couple of other instances, but we'll get into those later. We sure will. Yeah, I mean... What would you say some highlights are? I think we just went through them. Oh, okay. Yeah, we pretty, pretty much had all the major, major points. Also, we want to talk about like how one would go about beating uh, this, this man's great challenge that he has provided for us. Yeah, take note. It is a challenge. The title screen even says, like, you know, uh, it says Chosen... 
Joe uh, by the Takeshi, I think. So it's literally just like, here's a challenge I don't know, for you. I don't know why you're looking at me for confirmation. I'm <laughs> not the person in this room that knows Japanese. Look. Oh, speaking of knowing Japanese, actually, that's something I want to point out. That everything in the game, uh, for a little bit of a Japanese lesson for y'all, um, there's basically three different character sets in Japanese for the most part. There's kanji, which would be, you know, the pictorial language. Uh, then there's hiragana and katakana, which are both the phonetic languages. One of which, uh, katakana, which is mostly used for, like, loan words and stuff like that. And everything in Takeshi's Challenge uses hiragana, which makes it kind of a pain in the ass to read, and it looks really, like, messy and informal. In both in regards to, like, the sort of tone that it sets, and the fact that this is on an 8-bit console, so yes. you can't really get that great detail. Yes. You do not know what's going on at several points in this game. No, it just it just sort of seems like this weird gallery of, like, stuff that you can go into and look at and nothing else. Mm-hmm. But as for the actual challenge, which, I, I don't know, is this something that Takeshi is aiming for? In life, is this... To find treasure? <laughs> no, I mean... Do you think that this is something... Some sort of gospel that he's trying to spread amongst his fans? Because the very first thing you do in the game... Is you take all of your money out of the bank... And then you drink yourself into a stupor. Mm-hmm. Then, you wake up at home... Get yelled at and probably punched by your wife. A lot of people are trying to punch you in this game. And then you can just announce, and you should announce, that you want a divorce. <laughs> oh, but we skipped a step here, which is that you have to spend all of your money first so that you can't, so that when she asks for some money, when you get divorced, you do not have any to give her. Life hacks. <laughs> That's terrible. Go broke before your alimony payments. <laughs> now, following this, you also have to quit your job. Which, I don't know, something tells me that this game wouldn't go over as well in today's society. Um, well, maybe I'll get into that later. Not, okay, wait, wait, Do no, you want to quit no, your job, gonna, Benjamin? No, I'm not gonna, I, listen, ever since the Gregory Horror Show episode, Jacob has been asking me about every single piece of Japanese media <laughs> to cover. Like, what does it mean in the context of, like, Japanese economics of the period? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm only half serious. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I came across really well that one episode, and that was like the limit of my knowledge. <laughs> You've heard it all at this point. You might as well just stop watching our podcast. <laughs> watching? Yes. Watching our podcast. Yeah, you, you I can, just, look at you it can the watch the audio bar just sort of... Yeah, or our Instagram. <laughs> oh, true. We do have an Instagram. <laughs> Stick around until the end for more information on that. <laughs> Glad to get that plug in there for you. Anyways... <laughs> Jacob's like, he's, he's, his face in a pillow, I don't know why. <laughs> God, I... Yeah, so now that we've uh, divorced our wife and quit without our job, paying her anything. Without paying her anything, and quit our job, we need to, what, learn how to play the shamisen? Well, first we need to threaten our boss for money or something? No, it was we just steal it from a potted plant. Okay, yeah. You know, um, you know the old cash in the potted plant trick <laughs> works every time. It's a staple of the Famicom. <laughs> Anyways. And after that, you you get educated, right? Yeah, you can 
It's around here. You just go down to the cultural center and... You pick up a few choice skills. Yeah. Learning made-up languages. <laughs> how to hang glide. And how to play the shamisen? Yes. Yes. It, we've already said the shamisen. The shamisen is very important. That's so important. The shamisen. It's, it, it, the shamisen doesn't come up at all later in the game, but you need to learn it for some reason. Yeah, well... <laughs> we'll get into that, actually. Okay, okay. So, after this, you do the reasonable... Th- well, actually, first... You have to go and play Pachinko. Boy, do you. Well, all right, before we get into this, uh, something some people might not know about the Famicom compared to the NES, which, I mean, well, maybe some people don't know that the Famicom is the Japanese version of the NES, which it is, and now you know. But on the Famicom, the Player 2 controller includes a microphone, which was not included on the NES, and Takeshi's Challenge makes extensive use of the microphone. You use it to talk to people. You use it... To, to yell at people. To yell at people. To threaten people. <laughs> and? Oh, well, we're not there yet, but... We're the pachinko! Oh, yes, for the pachinko. Yeah. Because apparently what you have to do is play until you run out of tokens. Balls. balls. They're yeah, balls. They're you can say balls. balls. It's okay. Mm. Just say balls, Jacob. Get some balls, Jacob. <laughs> Just say balls, yeah, Jacob. A good portion of this game is Takeshi himself telling you that you have no balls. Yeah. So... <laughs> But you just play until you run out of balls, and then you yell, and you get into a fight with the Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, the owner tells you to shut up and calls in Yakuza on you. <laughs> if I had a nickel. <laughs> well, actually, I guess it might just be that Yakuza hear you yelling, and because Yakuza are associated with pachinko parlors. Okay, that that's a bit less common in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're, they're less likely to just show up. Okay, that's fair. You know, you beat people up, and then they just... If you stop beating people up, we'll give you 5,000 balls. <laughs> and then you can exchange those for a shamisen. Hooray! So, in turn, you celebrate by, of course, getting a drink. Because a that's, that's how things go in Takeshi's world. And then you do what any lovable rapscallion would do, and hit the karaoke machine. Ah, oh, hell Yes! And hey, look, your jam's on this one. We're going to sing it again, and again, and again, until you nail it three times in a row. Interestingly about the karaoke, well, one, obviously, you're supposed to sing it through the microphone, which is a fairly unique thing for a game at the time to serve as karaoke as well. And in the game's credit, despite having two overworld songs for the rest of the game, there's a fairly sizable number of karaoke songs, which are, I think, all of which are composed exclusively for the game. Jesus. You know, they're not licensed or anything. Wow. There, There is like a... Um, for like the a spin-off mu- album that never materialized. <laughs> there is like a folk music category, I think, but I don't know if it actually has like real folk music for some awesome made-up stuff, but at least like 90% of it is original compositions for the game. Which and is you can where, only hear it here. That's where all the songwriting budget went. <laughs> yeah, because they only had 16 bars left over for the main theme that plays for the entire game. <laughs> Anyways, it should be... It's worth mentioning that um, the karaoke isn't so forgiven. Oh, yeah. I'm not even sure how 
microphone would work on that technology. Yeah, we were playing, because we were playing on Wii Virtual Console where there's no microphone, uh, it lets you use the Wii Remote B button to basically emulate microphone input because it was basically just the way the microphone worked was either we are getting input or we are not. Yeah, so, exactly. That's how I was wondering how it would work. Does it just mark input at the... Yeah, it just marks when you're inputting it. So the way that I did it on Wii Remote to get it consistently work is basically every time there's a note, just tap the button. So if it would, because the song that you need to clear is like da 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 da, and you just. But like, if you da, try to show up da, and hold da, da, those notes, da, da. yeah, then it failed you. But you just basically tap it every time. And I guess if you were doing it with a microphone, you just need to like do a really like, quick, clear syllable every time there's the mm-hmm. note change. If you add any vibrato, you're banned. <laughs> they don't appreciate that kind of showmanship at this bar. Despite the fact that it is very clearly present in the song. In the song. As it is played yes. by the, the game. You are actually supposed to do it there, yes. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, you need it three times in a row. And then you get in another fight. That's just, it just be like that. They tell you to sh- everyone just wants you to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, we should mention that uh, you get a fixed number of hit points at the beginning of the game, and at this point you are still on exactly the same set of hit points that you started with. Yes. So this entire time you've been running around outside getting beat up by Akazen policemen, you got in now your second fight with at least three other individuals, and you are still on the same four hearts you started with. <laughs> yes, I have heard rumors that certain drinks at the bar will refresh your health, but... We were not able to prove that in our... <laughs> but we didn't learn some strategies along the way for how you can avoid some damage. Welcome to our first session of Instant Bala Game Pro Tips. <laughs> Is Game Pro copyrighted? Can I say that? I, I don't know. Oh. Anyways. It sounds like something from Homestuck. <laughs> I Just in case it is, we should keep up another title, like uh, Gamer's Tips. Gamer's Tips. That's even worse. Power. I know, but there's no way anyone has that copyright. Power Tips. I, I now you're playing with power. Done. Wait a minute. Anyways, you can just despawn enemies by going to the menu. <laughs> every time you every time you pause and unpause, all of the enemies spawn positions reset. So this is a, this is pretty much mandatory late, late in the game when all of your weapons can't actually hit some of the shorter enemies. And also, you if you die, you can just mash both A and B and you get back up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works, but stop being a little wuss. Just get back up. Pull yourself back up. What are you thinking? It's the equivalent of Takeshi slapping you in the face and calling you a weakling. There you go. Anyways, so we're another fight down. And who is it that comes to visit us but a strange old man? That can only mean good things. Oh, yes. What what, what are we talking about, Jacob? (laughs) I don't know. I was debating if I should make a Zelda joke. No. You should. There you go. There's your answer. I'm, I'm glad we sorted that out. Yeah, anyways. Tell it, them, it's nice to get tell this them, sort of advice. I'm not touching you. Tell them what the fuck. <laughs> you won't shake my goddamn hand. Oh no. Okay, so this nice old man uh, hands us a treasure map. But and, it's blank. But it's blank. But before we do anything else, we do have to make sure to punch him in the face. Otherwise, we will regret it later. <laughs> Boy, will you. Yeah, you... <laughs> We are not we joking. Did. <laughs> we did it. We regretted it later. We are not joking. It is a requirement to beat up an old man. <laughs> okay, now that we have mugged this old man for his treasure map, what will we do with this? What, what will we do with the treasure map? It's blank. Well, we have two options. We could either dip it in water for five minutes. Well, there's actually more options, but there's only but, two correct options. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if lighting it on fire was one of the options. <laughs> The first one, and the reasonable one, is to dip it in water for five minutes, but no more than ten. 
The other, and the far more infamous one, is to leave it out in sunlight, put the controller down, and do not touch it for an hour. One Gregorian hour. (laughs) (laughs) One hour on a human time scale. That's like 3,600 seconds. Nobody likes a nerd, man. That's a non-negligible part of your lifespan. I mean, to be fair... I mean, you can do other stuff. But if you reach the... <laughs> no, if, you have to watch. There's a quick time event right at the end. If you miss it, it's just game over. <laughs> that's no, that's a joke, by the way, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we like to have fun around here. <laughs> to be fair, if you've reached this point of the game, you have probably already given it several of your hours. So what's one more? <laughs> Very true. Now that we have this nice treasure map, there's nothing to do around here anymore. We need to skip town. By the way, I just want to point out, there's no indication of what you're supposed to do next for any of this. You just have to know. Yeah. There's no hint at all. No, nothing. I mean, there's barely options. You, you can barely tell that these are things that you can do. Yes. Anyways. Anyway, you have to buy a plane ticket to the South Pacific, and head over there. And if you missed any of the steps that we mentioned beforehand, your plane crashes and you die. <laughs> Hooray! Well, no, if you don't punch the old man, your plane still arrives safely. Yeah. Well, I'm just get that. Yeah. yeah. He won't... He, he... He doesn't sabotage your plane or anything. No. <laughs> oh, also, if you try to go to the wrong place, your plane crashes and Oh, yeah, you can only go to one place. Yeah. I mean, I, I was really hoping we could, like, check out Rome... Paris, do a little road trip. That'd be fun. Yeah. I think you earned it at that point. You've been through a lot. Yeah. The South Pacific. That sounds pretty nice, too. But, yeah. This is where the highlight of the game comes in. You land in the South Pacific, and you have a snazzy new outfit. God, it's really... It's really <laughs> yeah, you, this whole time, you've just been the salary man in a suit, and now you've got a safari outfit on, and it's great. It's vacation time, baby. Yeah. But nothing's that different, actually. Because... People are still going to try to beat you up. Like, random. I mean, they can tell you're a tourist, I guess. They're so sick of them. Mm. But, you know, you can exchange your money first, and then you actually get to stay at a hotel and replenish your health. And you end up with more health than you started with originally at the beginning of the game, which is kind of interesting. We are at least two-thirds of the way through the game at this point. And now you get a health boost. It's also at this point where you can buy a gun, which is the only usable weapon in this game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the rest of the time you're just punching people. And, and the gun is just as effective as punching, I think, but it's just at a longer distance. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if a magically replenishing gun like this one was available, I would trust that a bit more than my ability to punch others. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone's going to be swarming you. We... You've died several times on this game. <laughs> yeah. There's no, like, autosave or anything. You can generate a password anytime, I think. But you have to go out of your way to do that, and you have to re-enter the password every time. Mm-hmm. So, we try to avoid that when we can. Yeah. And it's really difficult if you don't know Japanese. Yeah, around here, you just buy some supplies, get a gun, and then it's time to go hang gliding, baby! Hell Yeah. Oh, and you do actually get to hang glide. Yeah. That's one of the few things that you get to do outside of normal gameplay. There's just, like, walking around gameplay, there's pachinko gameplay, and there's hang gliding gameplay. And how would you describe the hang gliding gameplay? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you ever played like uh, Gradius? Yes. I think so. Yes, you have. I've literally played Gradius with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me ask again. What your rhetorical question doesn't (laughs) allow me to ask again. You ever played Gradius? Absolutely. I have, Ben. Tell me more. Well, you like how you can go in. You like how you can go in four. (laughs) Just talk. You like how you can go in four directions in that, or eight, I guess, if you count diagonals. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the one that's Gradius. Oh my god, anyways. <laughs> anyways, what if we just uh, took out that up button? Hmm. Can we keep those diagonals? No. Well, no. Oh. <laughs> no. You just can't go back up. You can, oh. get, you can hit a gust of wind and that'll push you back up. But you can't go up. Oh. Which I mean, you know, I guess maybe a hang glider kind of works that way. A little, if you think about it. Doesn't make for good gameplay, though. Because you die instantly if you get hit. Yeah. And there's a lot of things to get hit by. Like birds. And mountains. And birds. And birds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, supposing that you somehow manage to avoid all of these birds and land on an island, you're still in danger. Because there's a cannibal tribe. Oh no, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can... I believe you can either plead in their native language... Or impress them by playing the shamisen. (laughs) And they will let you go. I can't tell you how many lives I have personally just let them go free because I was so impressed by their shamisen playing skills. Truly, that component of Japanese culture just transcends the desire to kill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, if, like... I was going to kill someone and they just busted out, like, a wicked guitar solo... But what if you wanted to kill someone and they're like, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. You know, uh, you know the song Wonderwall? Oh, no. <laughs> no. I think that might be Jacob killed the faster. <laughs> hey. I, I, do you have Guitar Hero? There's a song on it called Through the Fire and the Flames. Anyway. I, I can't play guitar, but I can beat that level. Anyways, you're calling me out. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that you're not dead... Love that. Somehow. <laughs> you get this opportunity to go treasure hunting. Oh boy, spelunking. Yep. To be honest, it's random enough that it might as well be splunky. Or splunker. Splunk-a-doodle. I don't... Splunker's a real game. What are you talking... Oh. You know Splunker's like the infamous one where it's like, you, your guy like dies like from everything and stuff like that? We'll need to talk about Splunker sometime. Hmm. That's another infamous... I think I may know it by a different name. It's, it's another infamous bad Famicom game. Ah, uh, okay. Anyway, this is where it gets difficult because you are in this cave with spiders and bandits and scorpions and skeletons and Big rocks. <laughs> oh, and Bigfoot, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know either. And strange children? Yeah, there are, there are just some children. There. At, at some point argue. during this game, you stop asking questions. Yeah. This is the part where you mash the button that brings you to the menu over and over and over again. I don't think you can make it through if you don't constantly like uh, despawn the enemies. Yeah, I don't. Was this a planned feature, or are we just taking advantage of bugs in the game by this point? 
But I mean, if you just pass by all the enemies using this technique, you're sure to make it to the end, right? Nope! What you have to do is find some very specific rock outcroppings and duck at a certain point. And then if you do it correctly, you'll go to the next level. You have to do this three times. But we finally make it to the treasure, right? And then you walk up to the treasure and an old man laughs at you because you forgot to punch him in the face three <laughs> hours ago when you got the treasure map. Uh, yes. That's what happened to us, in case it wasn't clear. Old man, man. But if you remember to punch the old man in the face, then... Well, if you get fed up with the game and look up the ending on YouTube... Yes. Either of these methods are valid for you to see a blank screen. A blank screen? The end! There's gotta be more than that. Do we, it's got like a, a, a classy have, picture of... Yeah, don't you talk uh, about like... Of Beat Takeshi? Yeah, Beat Takeshi, he's saying, he's saying, and I, which is just like, wow, you're, you're great. But if you wait a little bit longer, then you get the real ending. The true the real ending. ending. The true ending. This is what you played the all this time for. The pacifist run. No, this is not. You definitely punched some people off. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. You definitely killed a few guys. Okay. It was required that you do that on top of There's a reason that you left the country. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then the dialogue box changes. What does it say? He says. It, it, is it like the elixir of life? Does he give you the formula? Is he setting up for a sequel? Does he tell you who killed JFK? I can't come up with something better than that. Let's just roll with that. <laughs> Anyways, he asks you why you're taking the game so seriously. And oh! Ah, that's Takeshi. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Beat. And that's the game. That's Takeshi's challenge. And that was our short 37-minute recap of the gameplay of this scary game. Now you never have to play it. But. You can. <laughs> well, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, actually, yes, kind of. Because the the game, it was just kind of... It had a reputation around it, obviously, for a while. Because, first of all, it sold really well. It sold 800,000 copies. Jesus! That's, that's a, a lot. lot. That's a real lot. He was Beat Takeshi's a huge fucking deal. And his <laughs> game sold a shit ton. So you had 800,000 people with this game that makes no sense. And... People were complaining to Taito about it. And so they partnered up with a publishing company to create a guide for it. Someone had to parse through the game and try to figure it out so they could write a guide for it. And then they released that guide. But the guide was not complete or had incorrect information. So the publishing company... I barely trust my guide for Mario Party 5. I don't know if I'd trust one for this game. The publishing company got, like, hundreds of complaints every day from people still saying oh my it's not working. <laughs> so they had to publish yet another updated guide for Takeshi's Challenge. How long did the cycle continue? There was only two editions. Okay. <laughs> the second one was the final one. Which may have to do with the fact that the pub, the author of the guide died a bit later. Oh! Oh, no. Yeah. Is- Takeshi killed him! <laughs> Possibly. I should clarify. I should also mention uh, a lot of this information comes from the very first episode of the TV show Game Center CX. Highly recommended watch. The first episode covers a lot of this stuff behind uh, Takeshi Challenge, and it's you know the 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 
the, the yeah. lead of the show tries to beat it and uncover some of this mysteries behind it. And along the way, he visits Taito and has some discussions about the game, including the fact that a lot of the original development of the staff, or a lot of the original development staff, either left Taito or just disappeared. Ah, no, no. This game truly seems pretty cursed. Oh god. Yeah, I don't know how much truth there is to it. That, either it's cursed or Takeshi himself has just been tracking down That's very possible. everyone involved with it. That's very possible. But yeah, no, there's... It's garnered up a lot of that sort of reputation. Yeah, Game Center had it easy. They had interns. Yes, exactly. They have interns who can play up to a certain point, which they did. And I think Arena said at the end, sorry, Arena's the lead of the show. Uh, it took like five hours to finish, something like that. Which is honestly, that's not very long for... And he intentionally just, in the middle of the map segment, just, I wonder yeah. what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So the games was just sort of, you know, it had a reputation for a while. There were a lot of copies around, so it would, you could get it pretty easy to use Game Shop. But it wasn't available on modern systems until Virtual Console on the Wii, which is how I played it. And then also Virtual Console on the Wii U and on the 3DS. And just last year, uh, for April Fools, Taito put out this website for Takeshi's Challenge VR. <laughs> I kind of want to play that. <laughs> yeah, I play it. It I mean, was an April Fool's joke, and it actually had two components. There's Takeshi Challenge VR and Takeshi Challenge like VIP VR. So in VR, it would be like a VR version of the game where you know you're beating up thugs and go doing characters. Is it and stuff still like that. in 8-bit? No, 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 no. It's oh. in hyper-realistic graphics. Some of the best you've ever seen. Hyper-realistic <laughs> blood. <laughs> Anyways, but the VIP version. It came with all sorts of... Be- I mean, there's a very nice brotherly moment here that you missed out <laughs> Anyways, the VIP version, it comes with all sorts of great benefits, like a deluxe VR suit containing white wine and red wine canisters for, you know, 4D experience, as well as a makeup artist to give you realistic battle damage when oh. it hits. Um, it, it has a member of Taito's sound team on call to judge your karaoke. <laughs> um... God, what else? Know, how much There's does like this cost? Simulated can paragliding. You just, can you just get it through loot boxes? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it was just an April Fool's joke. Oh, man, I got my fourth makeup artist and I still <laughs> haven't gotten one of the sad guys yet. <laughs> Unfortunately, to catch his challenge, VR and VIP VR are not real. But they did actually announce a real mobile phone port of Takeshi's challenge, which is not the same as the virtual console version. This has additional content. Takeshi's Challenge got new content 21 years later? 21 years later. Oh my god. And let me tell you about some of this new content. There is some... If you fail. If you die in the game, you die in your life. It's we'll just an embarrassing <laughs> <tweet>. if, you, <laughs> if you fail, your phone's gonna ring. <laughs> and it will be beat Takeshi on the other end. <laughs> and you will have seven days to live. <laughs> But what it actually does have is it has some, uh, it includes an invulnerability mode. So you can just, you know, you just don't take damage anymore. It includes a hard mode where you take extra damage. Let's be honest, invulnerability will probably have some sort of 
twist where you can't deal damage <laughs> either. No, I'm pretty sure it's pretty straightforward. Because you actually, I, have, I should mention, you have to pay for it. It's not, mm. you have to pay for it. Um, it also includes a, uh, a quiz game based around the fictional language you have to learn in the game. It has a proficiency test in <laughs> that language, <laughs> which you can take and post your results on social media about. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. And then, most noteworthy of all, it introduces a brand new area to the game. America. Unlike oh, in, no. Unlike in the original game, where you can fly, you can attempt to fly to America, and your plane will crash, you can successfully fly to America in the new mobile version. I don't trust this. And in 2017, the year of our Lord, what sort of jokes do you expect in America in Takeshi's Challenge? For mobile phones. <laughs> Do I want to expect any? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Trump. And we got it! <laughs> no, no. So, when oh, you get no. to America, one of the first things you are faced with is this large tower labeled Poker Tower. This is a joke that might not come across to you English speakers out there, but uh, Trump is what... the Or Trump, excuse me... Uh, in Japanese is what you used to refer to playing cards. Uh, so there's the joke, Poker Tower. Once you get inside, there are 72 floors of Poker Tower, some of which contain security guards. So you have to climb up 72 floors. You basically have to go across the screen. It's like, you know, downstairs one side, upstairs the other side. You think it would just be like those apps where you have to open the door and there's a different puzzle <laughs> in each one? But anyways, once you scale 72 floors, you meet with Poker himself, and he asks you if you would like to become a friend of his. If you do, it changes your look so you have Trump hair, and you walk around for the rest of the game, at least in America, with Trump hair. And if you say no, then he sends security guards to beat you up. But either way, you have to descend the 72 floors once again. But that's not all. Outside of the New York-themed area at the very start, you can go to the outskirts, which resemble a desert and may or may not have some individuals uh, wearing sombreros. Oh, dear. And you encounter a wall. Those are the sort (laughs) of great jokes you can expect in Takeshi's Challenge. Updated for 2017 sensibilities. Good job, Tata. You really, you really nailed it. Honestly, just angry. Honestly, that is kind of like exactly the sort of lame humor I would expect from Takeshi's Challenge in general. That sort of just like super surface level, like totally like lacking any sort of content or purpose, like political satire, is exactly the brand that I associate with Beat Takeshi but and Takeshi's Challenge. Think of how many clicks it'll get on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, but that's basically like the brand of humor in the game in general, and that's sort of what I hear, and from what I can tell, Beat Takeshi's brand of humor in general. It's this sort of commentary that's just so shallow and so cynical and so just doesn't have anything worthwhile to contribute that this is all just perfectly in line with it. I don't really know what more there is to say about Takeshi's Challenge at this point. I really don't think it's particularly funny. I don't really... It's definitely not fun or interesting. (laughs) It's just sort of... I mean, it's part of... There's this Japanese unofficial subgenre called 
Kusoge? Is that yeah. right? It basically just means shitty games. Yeah. And this is the Kusoge of all Kusoge. Yes. It is the most, definitely the most famous of them all. And, I, I mean, it certainly rightly earns that title. It's also kind of a strange game for, like, the kinds of things it pushes to, like, it's groundbreaking in the strangest of ways. Like, for some reason, like, this is the early Nintendo game where you can punch your wife and divorce her and buy a porn book at the bookstore and get wasted on a bar. Maybe with, like, all these mature topics and stuff. This is a game that I would advertise to kids, too, if I recall right. Huh. This is, like, it's trying to push for all these really weird things, but doesn't seem to have really anything substantial to say about them. No, it's all just, like, shock value stuff. This is the sort of... It's the sort of humor that I... Like I said, that I associate with Beat Takeshi, where it's just sort of like, oh, did he really go there? You know. Oh, like he went there. Which, I mean... He's the Jeff Dunham of Japanese comedy. <laughs> I don't know about that, necessarily. But, I mean, like, literally, when I saw the Trump jokes in the new version, I immediately remembered, uh, I think, the year before it was released, how Beat Takeshi went to meet with uh, Tokyo's governor, I think, dressed as Trump. He dressed up as Trump to meet them. And it's just sort of like, yeah, that's fucking exactly the sort of joke he would want in an updated version of Takeshi's Challenge. I'll be honest, the more we talk about this game, the madder I am getting. It's, I mean, it's... Can we stop? <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Let's, let's can can we stop I mean, talking? I, I feel like I need to wrap up somehow. It's just, this game is cynical, it's not fun, it's not funny... It's just, it holds this place in video game history. It's, I mean, like, even going beyond Kusoge, there's something interesting to be said about games that just want you to be miserable, you know? Because this certainly isn't the only one of its kind. Uh, Yoko Taro and the Drakengard series in particular uh, are really big on just making parts of the game just explicitly not fun as mm-hmm. part of the meaning of it. Or, you know, sorry you might roll your eyes when I mention this, Undertale... And it's, you know, No Mercy Run, how it intentionally tries to make it just as unpleasant and, you know, miserable as possible. Or Spec Ops, which makes it incredibly unpleasant while beating you about the head. Do you find this entertaining? Aren't you a bad person? Yeah. So, I mean, there's something to be said about this. This doesn't really do anything profound about it, in my opinion. But there's something to be said in general about games or pieces of media in general that are just meant to be unpleasant experiences. I don't feel enriched having played this one. Nope. Not at all. (laughs) But if you feel like, you know, making yourself miserable for a little bit, it doesn't take that long to even, you know, play all the way through, even if with a few hiccups along the way. I mean, even if you don't know Japanese, there's plenty of walkthroughs out there. There's probably a fan translation out there, isn't there? Not that I was able to... Oh, no? Okay, never mind. I, I didn't do very much research. If there was, then it's not like you'd be able to find a ROM anymore. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, you still can. They're still out there. But anyways, just had to throw that shot yeah. in there. At the very least, Takeshi's Challenge is one of the games that's gotten a lot of re-releases, which is kind of surprising for a licensed yeah. talent game like this. I don't know if they had to like go through Beat Takeshi to actually get it published again. But Taito has been pretty good about actually preserving the legacy of this infamous Kusoge. Yeah, and Takeshi probably just told them, just do whatever you want with it. Stop bothering me. Yeah. I is... take it he didn't do anything further with video games? Um, well, not entirely, actually. Oh. Just, let me, let me see. I actually have 
Right he, here. he is getting up and walking over. Ooh, can you hear that sweet surround sound as he walks around the, around the microphone? Who's this on the back of my copy of Yakuza 6? A sad old man? That's Beat Takeshi. Beat Takeshi. A sad old man? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Beat Takeshi, as far as I know, made his, I think, first uh, voice appearance as a digital actor in Yakuza 6. Which came out in twenty. It would be the Yakuza series. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's just sort of like, that's in line with the films that he was heavily involved in. So it, it made sense. But it's surprising that, you know, given his uh, legacy with video games, that he would be willing to go back to it. Interestingly, Yakuza lets you play pachinko. It lets you do karaoke. It lets you... Are you saying Yakuza is the successor or... Update. A modern port. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you play Yakuza and find out for yourself? Yakuza Zero, available now on PC. This episode sure they, brought to you by... I'm not sure they're paying you. <laughs> they don't need to pay me a goddamn cent. I'm gonna go to the fucking grave for this series. <laughs> it seems like his role on that was entirely as an actor and not as, like, a game designer. Oh, no, no, no. He was just an actor. <laughs> yeah. They didn't let him anywhere near the computer. <laughs> Anyways, we've been talking for an hour about Takeshi's challenge, which is more than it deserves. <laughs> yeah. Way more than it needs. So how about we wrap this up? Yes. Takeshi's challenge may be a miserable experience, but hopefully we're not. Thank you for listening to It's Symbolic. <laughs> hopefully we're not the Takeshi's <laughs> challenge podcast. <laughs> it's Symbolic. We make it miserable. <laughs> Anyway, say goodbye to Matthew forever. It doesn't have anything to do with anything well, he did or said. It's just, we don't need him anymore. Well, if you want to keep Matthew on as a host, please call 1-800-SYMBOL-1 or text 1 to 3884. If you want me back, please call 1-800-SYMBOL-2 or just go fuck yourself. I don't know. We said that was 100 symbol 2. Got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call in right He's now. He's taking out his phone. Just, just uh, make sure I don't miss anything. We're doing a really shit job at wrapping this up. Yeah, I, anyway, if you have a suggestion for something for us to cover, this was a suggestion by a friend of the show. Unfortunately, I do not have that information on me. I will probably edit it in later. But if you have a suggestion, hit us up on Twitter at It's Symbolic PC. Or through email at it's symbolic podcast. Or just like fucking, or just talk to us. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're desperate for human interaction. Please, I'll watch anything you tell me to. Just, just don't email me. I I'm really the wrong person to ask about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we also have an Instagram, it's symbolic podcast. If you want pictures to go along with whatever we're discussing, I don't know. Maybe we'll. Break a window in frustration with this game and show you that. That'd be pretty neat. Just make sure it's not my window. Well, we'll all learn to play the shamisen together. Holy and shit! We'll good. just like get a pit group photo. We'll all take hang gliding lessons. <laughs> yes, it's a bonding experience. Oh. Maybe I am enriched after all. <laughs> anyway, this, this game shows you all the great things you could be doing instead of playing it. I'm gonna quit my job right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Before he quits his job, I'm Jacob. I'm Ben. Right, I go second now. And I'm Matthew for now. Next time, we're gonna have a lunchtime poll. So, Matthew, I want pizza. pizza.
What if I was going to make a reference to the movie unlike the musical, like we expected, so we couldn't be obnoxious and then would kick us out? What the fuck are we talking about? I'm forgetting you. Ah, no, 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 no,